Oh, did you see the video of the baby otter who got adopted? Mm-mm. Yeah, because it's not a real thing. Maybe the otter did get adopted, but it's not a person. It wasn't really happy. It didn't feel abandoned. It didn't think, oh, I'm worthless and I'm a piece of shit. My family left me, but I'm glad this new family stepped in and adopted me. I didn't watch it. I just saw something on YouTube. Oh, okay. A thumbnail. Oh. That said, baby otter gets adopted. Well, I mean, that does happen in the animal kingdom where a baby is rejected for some reason. And then either within the species or another animal starts to take care of the baby animal that was abandoned. I know those things happen. I'm just saying that the baby otter, it probably wouldn't have survived if it didn't get adopted. Yeah. But it didn't go around thinking, oh, me. Yeah, we feel that way when we see it. So it's kind of. Yeah, that's because people have an inability to uh, actually work through their own stuff. So they just put it onto animals and they watch animal videos. Look at this hungry little kitten. If I were hungry and cute and got my wet slop food, I'd feel good. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it as it exists but there's plenty wrong with it as a, a means for people to you know exist through other animals <laughs> instead of just admitting to themselves that uh, they have their own problems and instead of trying to put that onto baby animals uh, I don't think that people watching that video are only getting their feelings out through watching baby animal videos sometimes it's just nice to see it I think that the it's a simple way. It's a simple way for a dumb public to grasp onto things. That's my take on it. And it's, it's widely popular. It's wildly popular. Yeah, the dodo wouldn't exist. No, the dodo would not exist. I love it, the dodo. If it weren't for it's cool. it's animals sweet. who needed wheelchairs. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm done seeing a puppy with legs that won't work and in the little wheelchair that either the family built for it or whatever. But seeing a little baby otter is cute. Nothing wrong with that. I will tell you that the dodo also understands that there is an oversaturated market for wheelchair animals. Do they? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. We, that story's been told. Unless there's something really, really special about it, like the animal itself built itself <laughs> a smart wheelchair. Yeah. Then the, the Steve Jobs of puppies. We don't need to tell it again. Otters are cute. I know people have really adopted otters. It's my favorite animal is a sea otter. I feel like there's a hive mind that happens is, is, you know, something you like. I like otters. Then suddenly everybody's in love with otters. Yeah, like sloths for a while. And then at Target, everything was, um, I don't remember if it was llamas or alpacas. That was really big for a while. It says so much about my personality. I like cute animals just like you, except I chose one that isn't as mainstream as a kitten. <laughs> oh, well, no. again, kittens are played out. Oh, now everyone else. A puppy and a kitten are a dime a dozen. Now, an ocelot. How often do you see that? Well, that can be your new one. I don't even know. Is, is that an alpaca? I don't even know what an ocelot is. I, um, I would like to see a video of a neurotic otter that learns to not be neurotic. Neurotter. Yeah, and then I would that I would take to that one. I'd say, Oh, look at look at this little neurotic otter who decided to stop imposing his rules on every other otter in his family. 
his unwritten rules that the other otters were getting annoyed with. He said, you know what? This needs to come to an end if I would like to maintain these relationships. So I'm going to stop it. And then uh, that's it. Yeah, that's a video. I'd be interested in seeing that video. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and this week's topic is Autumn and Greg don't feel like doing an episode of One Topic. Mm -mm. We've done how many episodes? 87, maybe? I was going to say 86. Or maybe this is 87. Maybe this is 88. Maybe this is 88. Uh, and I don't want to skip a week. Well, this uh, you. I don't mean to throw you under the bus, okay. but you did want to skip a week. Oh, yeah, but I don't want to. You? I don't want to want to. I don't really want to do it. I just don't want to do so, one. <laughs> so throughout the, the course of recording this show, I think that there were... There were times when maybe I wasn't feeling like doing a show or maybe you weren't feeling like doing a show, but it's never really matched up. So in those instances, one person can motivate the other person yeah. to do a show. You can, you know, it, it's hard to get started. You get into the show and the other person can pull you through. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, convince you to actually give it some effort. But this one's a difficult one because, you know, with with life comes mm-hmm stress and other issues and problems and things have just kind of synced up today we don't have to get into the details on on what those things are but you lose motivation to do the show and we had a discussion about whether or not we should do the show and you were thinking let's just skip it let's skip a show well i was in a you know a worse place in that moment i was just like ugh, no i don't want to do it and then once that settled a little bit it's like all right and then you brought up the idea of doing a show about not wanting to do a show. So I thought, all right, we can do that. Does it have to be an hour? And you said, we'll just do it for however long it happens. Whatever we feel. And yeah. also, in putting out a show about not wanting to do a show, the goal is to not put out a shitty show. Yeah. Uh, my my goal would be, and maybe it's the same as yours, to um, have someone relate to something that they like doing and and... It doesn't, this doesn't feel like work to me or it doesn't feel like something we have to do. But even things that you enjoy doing, sometimes you just don't want to do them. And that's okay. Well, I think it's, uh, it's... It doesn't mean that you've lost your enthusiasm for whatever you enjoy doing. It's just sometimes you, like you said, life happens and you don't feel like doing it. And I was thinking myself, we've done this show so many weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. That we shouldn't lose that momentum. I don't know what happens if we skip a week. People don't download the show, but then do they just disappear? Do they come back? I think um, if we consistently have put out shows, I don't think that we're going to lose people by missing one show. People are understanding when it's like, all right, it's been two weeks or even like it's sporadically like peppered in. We skip shows. Then I think it's a little easier for people to stop listening. And that's just my personal experience with podcasts. Even a podcast that I might really like when they're not consistent, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to I don't want to feel like listening to this and go look for it and it's not there because it's not new. I feel as though if we do skip a show, then the fear that I have about skipping the show, if it turns out to be okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that fear is alleviated. 
Yeah. And then it's easier to skip a show. And this is also a special occasion, a special uh, circumstance in life because, you know, you bring up work. There's plenty of times people don't feel like doing work, but it's their, jo- their job and they have to do it. And this surely isn't our job. It's something we do because we enjoy doing it. Um, so it doesn't exist in the manner that I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I feel obligated to do this. It's like, I want to do this. I want to keep the momentum going. But also at the same time, because it's something we enjoy doing, there's a certain quality we'd like to put forth with it. And if you aren't going to be able to put that quality or that effort into it, maybe it is worth skipping. That's the battle. Mm -hmm. And what you might put out, especially because it is like a creative medium, that if your heart's not in it, then, yeah, we could come up with a topic and talk about it. But maybe it would just feel as a listener a little more shallow because we didn't really want to do it and maybe you can sense that you know like in movies when there's cgi and it looks realistic but your brain still knows it's cgi so it takes you out of the movie a little bit i feel like that's what i feel like people who are you know true believers and listeners in our show you know like people who are into the stuff we get into I feel like they might be able to tell that we're just not into it. So then you think that's a betrayal of trust. Yeah. And then maybe that drives them away. Yeah, because then it's, yeah, you're right, because then they can't trust us anymore. It's a good point. Yeah, they just put some. It's a good point that you, that I made, and then you explained better than I did. They put some slop (laughs) out there, those two, and expected me to consume it. Right. And I did, like a fool, and I won't fall for that again. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I, I think doing this show is a test. I am testing myself uh, because with creative endeavors, I have found in the past quite often that some of my best work when I was doing radio at 99 X, for example, there'd be times I didn't want to go. And that was my job. I had to go in. I didn't want to host a shift from seven to midnight, but I would. And then that turned out to be some of my best work, but you know, it also usually goes to a very dark place, which is interesting. And a lot I'd of the be, times. Well, I, I'm angry that I have to do it. And then I become very, very cynical. Like I started out this show with uh, some otter video that I didn't even watch that I decided to shit all over. Mm-hmm. But For I no reason. But also I don't, <laughs> maybe that's a crutch. Obviously, cynicism is my, that's my brand, <laughs> baby. I am, I am the cynic. Mm. But I'm not, I don't push it so far that it's fabricated and inauthentic. It's real cynicism. But also. You heighten it though. Yeah, I don't I I don't want to do a show like that right now. It's very easy to just shit all over thing everything. And you know, that's a tendency that I have. When I get uh when I get stressed in life, what's driving the force behind doing this show is uh I shut down. I don't really want to do anything. I just want to avoid. And then if I have to do something, I will make sure everybody knows that I don't want to be doing this and I'm gonna make this as miserable as possible. Which Strangely enough, as I already said, quite often turns out to be a relatively entertaining show if you're not that invested in it. If, if you're, you're not too turned off by that sort of attitude, then you kind of think it's interesting or funny. or. But it's it's childish. Mm-hmm. And so I think the goal of this show for me is to just do a show talking about this stuff without getting too, too negative. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, surely I just uh, I don't want to talk. I would like to lock myself away. A freedom from things. That's what I'm feeling like right now. Really? Well, like a freedom from obligation, a freedom Uh. from being bothered, a freedom from things. I should be able to exist 
in a vacuum and nobody should be able to reach me right now. Yeah. I feel like things should go the ways that make everything easy and great. But maybe life isn't like that. So, but you're saying the show, though, as it pertains to the show, when you want things to go easy and great, and whatever you're dealing with in your life isn't going easy and great mm-hmm. at the moment. And, uh, yeah, what is, what's your reaction, I guess? A st- I feel real starey. Does that make sense? I just want to stare out the window. Disassociate? Not totally, not like actually leave my body, you know, but just um, stillness. Because I think it's like a lot of heightened stuff around. Yeah. Like a heightened feeling. So my first react, yours is cynicism, mine are tears. (laughs) It's how I react to almost anything. Happiness, sadness, sweetness. Anger. <laughs> it you, all comes out of my eyeballs. You well up. Yeah. That's how I react to happiness with cynicism. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like that thing. Look at that joy. What a loser. Who right. Thinks that, <laughs> who thinks that joy is real? But yeah, so I think there's a lot of feelings around that I don't feel like feeling anymore. So staring outside staring out a window and not feeling those things would be nice. So it's kind of like an escape. It's more like I'm not avoiding the feelings. I've dealt with what we're not like really going into. <laughs> which I know, Because we do have private lives. <laughs> yeah, which I hope doesn't seem... Uh, it's not like one of those Facebook posts yeah, where, no. <laughs> where someone wants you to pry and ask questions of what's going on why are yeah. you no that's not what's going on and no. i know maybe it's frustrating to not have full details of things but um you know th- th- we're trying to paint a broader picture here something people can associate with yeah but yeah so i forget what i was saying <laughs> that yeah there's just been like a heightened amount of oh i was saying that uh oh yeah so i, I it's not that i haven't dealt with those things that are making me you know, upset or feel this emo these these emotions, but now it's time to move forward from that. Um, it's been talked about. It's been sort of dealt with. It's it's a process. So now we just need to move forward from there, and that doesn't mean that it. I still don't feel like emotional. You have an emotional hangover. Yeah, that yeah. Rawness, I felt hungover. Yeah, that rawness that you have after something so you're not in the height of right the feelings you've kind of moved through them but now you're just left tired and yes i have a headache worn out <laughs> we should have some snacks oh yeah so we call snacks ibuprofen yeah any kind of <laughs> why leave. where did that start oh because you'd be at your office and you'd be like snack time and you go get some ibuprofen <laughs> yeah and they had a uh giant first aid kit on the wall <laughs> and several walls throughout the office and they would always stock it with ibuprofen or leave and that was my running joke over and over snacks i would grab handfuls and bring them back to my desk and then talk to the people who sat around me and say snack time <laughs> hilarious i tell you <laughs> i think people found it amusing at first and then 
then they don't find it so amusing. And then you just keep doing it. And then it comes back around. They think, he's still doing this thing? Have you seen that bit where uh, it's like Kristen Schaal, who's that comedian and voiceover actress who has like a real little baby, weird, squeaky voice. She is on Bob's Burgers. She does a ton of animation voice. Anyway, oh, she was in, yeah, she's on like a Pixar, whatever. Um, in this early bit that her and her husband used to do where he would, they would both come on stage and they would perform this thing where he just like, he um like hits his, like he starts stomping on the ground with one foot and clapping his hands and says, Kristen Shaw is a horse. Kristen Shaw is a horse. Kristen Shaw is a horse. And then she does this jig, but it goes on for way too long so at first it's like what is this wild weird silly thing they're doing and then it goes on for so long and you think it's like this is getting really just weird and then it goes on for so long you're like i can't believe they're still doing it this is hilarious i can't believe you stuck with it for that long yeah and with his the- his voice he starts losing his voice near the end of it and it starts getting more and more ridiculous like because he yeah <laughs> i will not be looking that video up I thought it would be up your alley because nope. it was like, because oh, I know no. you liked that Tim Rhodes joke where he would play that phone call. <laughs> Tim Rhodes uh, was a DJ on 96 Rock in Atlanta. I was very fond of Tim Rhodes and uh, I miss Tim Rhodes. Sometimes we still text, but yeah, he had this running gag with Evil Knievel. I guess someone prank phone called Evil Knievel and Evil Knievel reacted and then Tim took all that audio and broke it up and put it on a soundboard and then would make prank phone calls with mm. that audio and uh, you just do it quite often and I thought it was funny that it went on for years. Years and years. <laughs> it's the same joke pretty much. And also- because for a while it was talked about like why is he still doing that prank thing? Like that's so dumb. <laughs> and then it turned to funny again because I can't believe he's still doing that prank phone call thing. I love that. I also like. I get to the point where someone's putting something out on YouTube. Maybe I'm not viewing YouTube in a fair light. It is an entertainment platform. Um, you know, it, it's not different than us putting out a podcast. This isn't mass media of mm. some sort where someone else is the gatekeeper and decides that our content is good enough to put out there. At that point, I feel as though I trust it a bit more. I don't know why, because there's been plenty of shit material put out through that old system of content creation. But when someone's putting something on YouTube immediately to me, it's, it's look at me, look at me. I want to be famous. Look at me. And I guess someone can make the same argument about us doing this podcast because we're putting it out there, but that's the last thing that I want. Well, that's uh, what you were afraid of at first. That's why you sort of resisted doing the podcast in the first place. Yeah. We've talked about this before yeah. that I thought, who the hell do I think I am to do a podcast? <laughs> I'm not no way. And there was resistance and I'm glad that we do it. And knowing that, maybe I shouldn't be so judgmental of someone, but, you know, this person who's already famous who wants to do a song with her husband about being a horse. I'm like, okay, come on. They weren't famous yet. You've got it. Oh, is that what made them famous? Oh, no, boy. it's not. What made them famous or what made her famous, I think, was Bob's Burgers. But, I mean, she was in plenty of stuff before that, but she was just like a little character actress. But now the big money. And then, you know, working with, like, she was in Toy Story. She was... The uh, Triceratops. <laughs> no, no, that's great. I, I, great. Good for her. Yeah. 
it's, I'm trying hard not to be cynical right now. I should just let it exist as it exists, even though I feel as though if someone's like, we just really want attention. We want attention. Look at us. Look at us, please. Well, I think that we're going to do people... this really annoying thing. that's so annoying. There's no real content or value here, but we're going to do it. No, some people have creativity that they need to explore and let out. And every those people have just as much right to do that as... You have a right not to do that. They do have just <laughs> as much right to do that. But the fact that everyone takes to it. and Nobody took to that. And melts over it. Like, How many people blood. listening to this know that bit? You, I would I would bet five, maybe less. Look it up quickly. It's how many views it has. Well, maybe it's different now because she has become somewhat of a well-known name. Yeah. Also, what do I care? Like, that's the ultimate. Yeah, what do you care? What do I care? <laughs> I just want someone to listen to this podcast, which I feel as though has good content and value and maybe gets people to think about things that matter instead of singing songs about being a horse uh, for way too long. I shouldn't complain. I think that as far as podcasts go, we have good listenership. Most people have like six people who download a podcast, so we should be so lucky. But yeah, I guess there's part of me who doesn't want the fame, but wants the notoriety with the work. Hmm. It's like I... I, I really would not want to be famous and be bothered all the time, but I want someone to say, your work is great, so I could say, is it? Wow, so you can't even accept your own praise. No, but that's fine. Okay. I mean, somewhere, if you're doing this, you feel as though you have something to say, and quite often I realize that I have nothing at all to say. This was 11 years ago, and it has a decent amount. It has 350,000 views. Okay, don't play it. Please. I'm not going to play don't it. Don't play it. I know you want to press that I'm not playing play it. it. I'm not in the mood to play that. Oh, she was in Flight of the Concords, too. Okay, good. Us putting this podcast out during these difficult times is a challenge. Yeah, it definitely can be. And that, I mean, if we were doing something goofy like that. You know why it's a challenge? Because it matters. <laughs> the show, this the show. What is, what is that noise? What is this fake <laughs> sleep that you're doing? I wasn't. I was more like... Like more like breathing in and then the show that we do sometimes half the time has a good message. And the other times like the episode Greg likes trains. I don't know. <laughs> You're not the gatekeeper for what is valid. Well, God knows I'm not because Greg likes trains should have been a, one of the best shows <laughs> and socks. But I had you know, people can't handle socks either. <laughs> what do you want from us? <laughs> don't turn. Well, this is what happens. We're forcing ourselves to do a show. This is part of the process. This is part of the process and part of the emotion that people would experience if they're in a spot where they don't really feel like doing something and then they find themselves doing it and they're persevering and they're pushing through. And then at some point they're going to start resenting the people who are on their side and support them. Like, if you didn't exist, I wouldn't have to do this show right now anyway. It's your fault. Right. But that's not what we're doing. (laughs) No. That's where you're trying to go. Well, I I also I feel as though socks uh, not an interesting topic. There's no trust. There's zero trust that we could do a show that Listen, was interesting. You're about allowed socks. to just okay. We did a show called Breasts. I don't want to talk about. Did it. a show about breasts. One of the top rated shows. I mean, most downloaded. I guess is what I mean by top rated. One of the most downloaded shows. So just predictable. <laughs> but Greg likes trains. Snooze no. fest. It wasn't a snooze fest. I didn't get much out of you in that show. I tried. That was one of those shows you weren't really feeling like doing. But No, I, I felt like doing it. I didn't have anything. <laughs> I tried to provide, but I didn't have anything. I tried. Yeah, you tried. 
I guess. I haven't gone back and listened. Me either. Go so, back and listen to it and let us know. No. <laughs> you know, people do that. Like, go back and listen to our old episodes. Tell us what you think. Yeah, I know that we've done that. Before Comment too. down below. It, we mentioned the same thing. If something comes up in the process of us talking about it. That's topic different. That's previous. more like a reference. Like, it was on this episode we talked about it. Yeah, we've done this before. Go check it out. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, this is a good exercise. I really think it is. Mm-hmm. I do too. Even though we're shutting down now. We feel, it feels as though we did it. Yeah. That's enough. How long has it been? Well, with the pre-record, we're only at about 25 minutes. Even with the pre-record? Yeah. Oh, no. The, the All bit, right. That's fine. The bitching about the otters. No, nope. we need to push through it at least 30 minutes. Okay. I mean, we can sit here in silence for another five minutes if you like. I would prefer to end it now if we feel as though we... I don't want to just do it for the sake of doing it, but I don't know if we've explored the whole thing because there is something here to be said. What, you know, what are you supposed to do in this kind of situation? I think, um, I think what we're doing is the best option because we're being honest and we're trying not to just give you something that's technically something but actually empty. Um, so yeah, I think that if I were listening to this, maybe I would be in a way a little disappointed just because I wanted, I would want more time. Not to say like, if I was listening to our podcast, just in general, if I was listening to a podcast, they're like, eh, not today. You know, <laughs> maybe I would be a little disappointed, but then if they got into it, like we have, I think that I would appreciate that. So I would want to just, just like always, I would want, I want to do a show that I would listen to. So I would listen to this and think, like I said in the beginning, I hope that we're at least being relatable and people understand like, yeah, I've felt that way before. Yeah, they want the juice though. Give them the juice on them. Yeah, no. Juice yourself, you juicy orange. I'm a, ju- I'm a juicy fruit. Pulp and all. Mm-hmm. You'll it get it eventually. There. You'll get all the pulp. Dump the pulp. Yeah, instead of spill the tea, dump the pulp. It's a new T-shirt to go along with uh, uh, dolf- pa- dolphins pa- or pandas. Pandas or dolphins, something like that. <laughs> T-shirts yeah. that we'll never create. Um, no, I think taking anything away from this is, if you're in a situation where whether or not it's work, or if it's just someone you need to talk to, or if there's something to be done, and you're in a position where you don't necessarily feel like doing it, I mean, making an effort of uh, sincere effort. And doing as much as you can. You Maybe you don't need to do as much as you want to do or you could do mm-hmm. or you would normally do. But if you if you give it a real shot and uh, you get anything out of it, then, yeah, sure, it's worth it at that point. It's better than not doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's better than just wanting to retreat and lock your door and stare at episode after episode of 90 Day Fiance mindlessly. Mm, Or The Office. Well, for you, you have that weird comfort that's tied to The Office. Mm -hmm. If if you tell me I'm watching The Office, I think, uh uh-oh, what's wrong? That's smart. (laughs) That's the right way to think. Oh, God, what's going on? Yeah. What is it you get out of it? Uh, It's just comforting. I know it feels right. 
there's some conflict in it, but it's not too serious. It's uh, funny, predictable, because I've seen it. I don't know. Just easy. You know, whereas there have been times where I'm watching a show like uh, from the beginning, like binge watching Vanderpump Rules because of all of the conflict that's going on. And that's helpful to me to see. Uh, But like right now, I wouldn't want to watch that. So sometimes like what I'm binging is really, I don't know, telling. Right now, I just started Sopranos. So what does that mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, you're just watching that because you're interested in watching that. Yeah, but like I said, I feel like I'm going through these stages. Like I was watching Jersey Shore from the beginning. I I was watching Vanderpump Rules. I was watching. But you're not turning to these things when you're having Mm. a hard time. These are just shows that you're watching. I don't think that necessarily means anything about your mindset. I think it does. I think I'm getting something from it. Well, you watch a show, you get something from it. I think I'm getting. Entertainment. Hopefully. Yes, of course. But I think personally, I've been getting something from the shows I'm choosing to binge. So. All right. Well, that can be a future episode. What Autumn's viewing habits mean about her (laughs) mental state. Yeah. That's a new episode of one topic. I think. Did we do it? Did we make it to 30 minutes? Well, I think (laughs) that I watch 90 Day Fiance because those people are a fucking mess for the most part. It makes me feel better about my existence. And it just confirms my ideas I have about humanity, which, you know, there's that cynical thing again. Hmm. I'm going back. Look at the, Look at these. Maybe you shouldn't watch it. Look at these idiots who can't even get their shit together. Because you are watching like some of the worst. All this stuff is people. so obvious. Your conflicts could so easily be solved. And yeah. you're just morons. Man, I've really got it figured out. <laughs> That's how I pull myself out. You just want the warm blanket of that's what she said. On the office, that's what she said is the bad. It's the bad joke, and that's why it's funny. It's because it's dumb. And this goes on and on. Same thing with Kristen Shaw as a horse. Someone <laughs> watching that who doesn't have a good sense of humor is just going to be like, "What is this? It doesn't make any sense." Hey, I'm all for nonsensical humor. It's like the why, the reason why Kids in the Hall isn't more popular is because it takes a keen intellect to see what's funny about telling a pair to go to sleep next to you on a pillow <laughs> well that's what happened with the rest of development the first few seasons until uh-huh. then it became a cult thing and then people just liked it because everyone else liked it and then they tried to put out more seasons and those the magic those was were gone. horrible yeah the magic was gone i was, was distracted by porsche's weird new face oh I, I didn't even watch any of the new ones yeah so i don't know what her new face looks like weird that's what she said Kristen shaw is a horse like it's okay. It's not the show's fault that that became a very annoying thing that people adopted and said in every instance that they could. But it was dumb. I get what you're saying. Within the show, it was dumb. Yeah. And the people in the show are probably annoyed. It was done way. People said that way before it was on. The, it was like dead when it started. When he started saying it. Oh. Okay. It's like if I took up dabbing or whatever that's called. Dap. Dab. Dap. The dance. The thing where you like put your. Yeah. Arm out and your bend your elbow and you like jam your head down into your elbow. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. Dab. Dab? Yeah. Okay. So it's like if I started dabbing, it would be like ironic. Be like the joke. Like I'm doing it now because it's dumb. Oh, I see. <laughs> Just the letters. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Well, when yeah. Squidward dabbed, that was it. That, that was, was the, funny. That was the height of it. You were never going to get anything better. 
and people should have stopped the trend. Okay. All right. I'll let you wrap this up. All you're right. getting you're getting restless. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. I can hear it. You're breathing. I'm hot. And you're rustling. Okay. Thanks for listening to One Topic. Please like and subscribe, rate and review. You can find us everywhere online at One Topic, sometimes with an O one. I guess you can't find us everywhere at One Topic, but in all the podcast catchers, you can find us by searching One Topic. And uh, please support our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. You can get 15% off any hot sauce order uh, with the code OneTopic15. Thanks. That was the best ending you've ever done. This is the way to do it. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's onetopic one five. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.